Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Locum Story. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, Locum Tenens might be a solution for you. If you're considering Locum Tenens either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two or 20. Fortunately, Locum Story has the answers you need. It is packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. LocumStory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information where you'll find all kinds of super handy tools that let you see Locum's trends for your specialty. Be able to compare it with different Locum's agencies and there's even a quiz to help decide if Locum's is right for you. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspectives from actual Locum's physicians who have firsthand Locum's experience. LocumStory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about Locum. So everyone, make sure to check out LocumStory.com. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston yet again with the Freedom Formula 4 Physicians Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, we are talking about a controversial topic today. Yes, it's that dirty word, annuities. And my thoughts on this subject have continued to evolve over time. And I recorded like 10, 12 years ago, a whole video, two-part video on annuities. And these are my thoughts that are from the past. And many of these I still subscribe to today, Um, but I think it's interesting to share this uh, point in time and my my thoughts and my journey at that moment. I will say annuities in general as a product is something that you really have to be careful with. I think too many people get to saying, all annuities are bad. That's like saying all doctors are bad or all financial advisors are bad or all of of Minneapolis is is atrocious and horrible. You know, no matter with anything, I think too many of us do paint two broad brushstrokes in generalizing that something is is amazing or horrible. It's part of this whole bifurcation of society we have today. Some annuities are good. Many, and perhaps I would even argue the majority, are probably bad. But there is a subsection that are okay. I'll share more about this in a future podcast. And I would say be open to listening and understanding the difference between what is good and what is bad, and maybe the vast majority are bad, but maybe there are some that are good, and maybe in 
particular situations, they can be a good tool to use and take out. I think the mistake a lot of financial advisors make is that they think annuities should be for everybody. Well, that's wrong, and that is not true. But it is a tool in your tool bag that you might want to take out from time to time. So again, I'll share more about this and my current thoughts and what I'm experiencing today, maybe how the product has changed in a future episode. But for now, please tune in to this uh, audio that was taken from a video that was like a decade ago to get some of the basics and we'll discuss more on annuities and the good and bad in a future episode. Welcome, my name is Dave Denniston with the Capital Advisory Group. Welcome to Financial Planning 101 Part 9, Annuities. Now there is no topic more divisive around the investment community today than annuities. Some people love them, some people hate them. Today we're going to explore why do some people and some advisors like annuities? When are they appropriate? What are the pros and cons of this kind of annuity over this other kind of annuity? Overall, annuities are meant to be the exact opposite of life insurance. Life insurance pays a lump sum to beneficiaries for a stream of premiums. In comparison, annuities pay a stream of income for a lump sum of premium. And there's two different phases to annuities, accumulation and distribution. In accumulation, you're putting money in, you're letting it go. Whereas in distribution, you're starting to take out money on a regular basis. So why do people like annuities? I can boil it down to two basic reasons why many people like them. Number one, they can provide tax deferral outside a retirement account. And this means you don't have to pay income and capital gains on an annual basis. So this can lead to lower taxable income during your working years when you're accumulating dough. Then hey, delaying on paying Uncle Sam's a good thing, right? Now secondly, through annuitization or living benefits, death benefit riders, you can have insurance against downturns in the financial markets to make sure you are given a given asset value or perhaps a cash flow stream of income. And this kind of insurance company guarantee is something that a financial advisor like myself can't offer an investor in a basic brokerage account where we invest in stocks and bonds and other securities that are fluctuating up and down. We'll discuss more about the bells and whistles of a lot of these annuity writers in another video. Well, now we've covered the basics about why many folks like annuities, let's talk about why other people don't like them. And while there are many cons to annuities, I'm going to focus on the top two. First, most annuities have surrender charges, and this means if you want all of your money back after a year or two in the investment, you would probably get hit with a penalty for pulling out the money early. And note that some annuities have longer surrender charges than others. Some have no surrender penalty, while many will last for four, seven, or even ten years. And now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Locum Story. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, Locum Tenants might be a solution for you. If you're considering Locum Tenants either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two 
or 20. Fortunately, Locum Story has the answers you need. It is packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. LocumStory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information where you'll find all kinds of super handy tools that let you see Locum's trends for your specialty. Be able to compare it with different Locum's agencies and there's even a quiz to help decide if Locum's is right for you. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspectives from actual Locum's physicians who have firsthand Locum's experience. LocumStory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about Locum. So everyone, make sure to check out LocumStory.com. Second, the insurance company is in the business for a reason, right? They're there to make money. And annuities are much more expensive, typically, than if you invested money in a brokerage account, because on top of charging for the investments, the insurance company is charging money just for holding it for the aforementioned living and death benefits. So it all boils down to this. The question investors have to ask themselves is, do I trust the markets to provide a consistent rate of return? Can I weather those ups and downs? Do I have a sizable cash cushion outside the annuity? If you're not sure about the financial markets, if you also have a sizable cash cushion or other investments, an annuity could be very helpful. However, just realize that your money could be tied up for some time and your maximum rate of return is lower than what it could be by simply holding money in brokerage accounts. When using an annuity, use only a percentage of your liquid net worth. At the most, maybe about 40%, but less is generally better, particularly the less in assets you have. I suggest to many clients allow plenty of leeway for that stuff happens factor in life that can end up draining your, your liquid assets down the tubes. And so the less you have in liquid assets, the less money you should definitely have in annuities. Fixed annuities, they're just plain vanilla. An investor earns a fixed rate that the annuity company credits them. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's 4%. And this is really similar to CDs for investors, but you don't have FDIC insurance. You're in a stated rate, and it won't go below that minimum rate. It's usually around 2% or so. Today, this is a lot better than one can earn in checkings or CDs. And the question you always wanna ask yourself, well, how's the insurance company making money? Well, in this particular place, it's just like a bank because the bank is earning money on a spread on its investments versus what it's paying investors. So the higher that interest rates are, like 10-year treasuries is a typical measure, the more fixed annuities will tend to credit. So right now, today, we're in a very low interest rate environment, and thus, I'm not really recommending fixed annuities to most clients, because there isn't much reward for the commitment that you'll be making. In our current environment, just be aware of teaser rates. They'll say, hey, we'll give you 4%, we'll give you 5%. Doesn't that sound a lot better than checking? Or they might even throw you a bonus rate out there for you. But the issue is here, after one year, they'll end up going back to the minimum guaranteed rate. So overall, with fixed annuities, they have a great place. Just make sure to understand the length of the commitment, how much money you could walk away with at a minimum, and what's the minimum guaranteed rate. Also, make sure to really watch out for annuities that can force you into annuitization. You want to be able to walk away with your money if you can.
Now meanwhile, equity index annuities, or I will call them EIAs for short, they have a floor, it's typically zero, and they have a cap. That can range from three to 10%, all depending upon the contract. That cap rate is declared annually, and it can change from year to year. And I found that it's pretty similar to fixed annuities, where the higher 10-year treasury bonds are, the higher that cap rate's gonna be. All in all, EIAs are very similar to fixed annuities in that they have a limited downside. Yet at the same time, you have much higher potential upside than just through some partial stock market participation. But even more interestingly, there's lately some equity index annuities that have come out that don't even have a cap. Now besides cap rates, equity index annuities have a lot of different ways to participate in growth. You pick an index that it's marked to. Maybe it's the S&P, maybe it's the Dow, maybe it's the Russell 2000. And based upon the index that you pick, the annuity company will have a participation rate. This will tell you how much of the gain you get to participate in up to the cap. I tend to prefer 100% participation rate contracts. This way you understand what you get and it's pretty simple. Then next you have to decide how often you want to realize part of this growth. Maybe monthly, quarterly, annually. I tend to prefer an annual point-to-point -point strategy. Uh, we don't have time to talk about this today, but feel free to email me for a breakdown of why if you're curious. Now insurance companies, they make money on EAAs just like fixed annuities. It's on a spread basis. The insurance company is making money by earning a spread on its investments versus what it's paying investors and they hedge against some of the stock market risk and the higher crediting that happens with equity index annuities by buying futures and forwards on the stock indices that investors have selected. On new contracts and often on existing contracts, insurance company limits their risk by changing that cap rate or the participation rate or even the indices that investors can select, as well as some other moving parts. Make sure to understand, if you're thinking about one, what can be changed, what can't be changed for any investment you can consider. So there you go, crash course in annuities. Now you know why so many people like them and why many people don't. We covered the pros and cons as well as analyzing two major types of annuities. And I hope you found this video to be really helpful. Please feel free to contact me if you have any questions or comments. Thanks again for joining me. My name is Dave Denniston. Have a good one and check back in again soon. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. 
Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much, and have a good one. Bye-bye.